Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Almost all the law firms are a giant sculpture that was made of like brass and one part of LA to another. Yes, I, again, a lot of attorneys that leave law firms. So let's talk about attorneys serving individuals and not companies. So individuals and not companies are things like personal injury law, immigration law. I don't know. There's tons of them, immigration, family law. And I'll talk about some of those today. But so for the last several years of, of my career, I've noticed in business groups and things that I've been part of that most of the, some of the most successful attorneys who are the most secure, meaning the happiest, that less walking on pins and needles, work for themselves or in practice areas where they're serving individuals and not companies, meaning they're working for people. And I just keep seeing it over and over again. And I, work, I, I think that the percentage of people in the pop, in the percentage of attorneys in the population that are representing individuals and not companies is probably in the neighborhood of 95 to 90, 98% out there. So once you get, even in the large cities, there's thousands or tens of thousands of people representing individuals. But once you get outside of large cities and anywhere that's not on the coast, with the exception of Chicago and a couple other, almost all the law firms are uh, representing people are represented individuals. A few years ago, a, a woman stopped by my house to look at a piece of exercise related equipment I was selling for a friend of hers who wanted to ship it to Chicago. And she told me she was an immigration attorney with a private practice. And so I was interested in talking to her some more. And then so I asked her some questions. And before long, I learned that she had over 50 employees in her law firm and was grossing, meaning bringing in over $20 million a year. Now, she wasn't doing all the work herself. She had teams of people helping her, but her firm was grossing $20 million a year. And she had these personal relationships that she had developed where she could pick up the phone and speak with high-ranking diplomats of different countries. And then one country, I don't know, it was Malta or something, where she was referring business from people that were spending a million dollars to get citizenship or passports or something, had recently knighted her given her a night, night ship for sending them so much passport business. And she lives in a house that was designed by a world famous architect that's in books and, and things about what a great and special house it is. And she has no boss and she's done all this without ever working for another, without ever working for another attorney when she started her own firm. She graduated from law school and couldn't even get a job, meaning no one would hire her because she hadn't done that well in law school. And so she couldn't get a position. So she tried to figure out what to do. And she was from another country and she had to help learn how to get citizenship in the United States. And so she ended up starting her own law firm. And I've seen this again and again. I worked with a woman not too long ago that had, I don't know, like a $3 million book of business that, or she was making $3 million a year off of a, a larger book of business that was like, 10 million doing immigration law for families that were Indian living in and moving to New York. And then it's just on and on. I keep seeing all these immigration attorneys that are very successful. And it's very interesting because all of a sudden they're, they, a lot of them have pictures of themselves taking with different politicians and it's just the president. And it's just very funny. And these people are also very happy and self-confident and they talk about their vacations and their cars and their, it's just different. And 
more recently, I've begun meeting a lot of personal injury attorneys around Los Angeles through a business group I'm part of where you have to basically have a business. I don't know what it is, but it grosses more than 10 million or 12, 15 million a year and has over 50 employees or something. This is the requirement to get in this business group. And there's a bunch of personal injury attorneys there. And a lot of them have incredible qualifications. One went to Harvard and was actually the youngest graduate in Harvard Law School history, worked for O'Melveny Myers. Another guy I know went to Michigan and started his own firm. And another went to an unaccredited law school and started their own firm. And I, I didn't know much about one of them until I, he showed me pictures of a jet he just bought that he also learned to fly. Another one of them worked for eight years in American law, M. Law 100 law firm, made partner, big firm. I don't know what it was, Alston and Bird or something, and then left to do personal injury work and now has a good sized personal injury law firm where he's doing these cases. Every single one of these guys makes more money, has more freedom, seems healthier and happier than many of their counterparts in large law firms. And I don't even know, but I was just, I was reading the, I don't know, the Wall Street Journal and they have these, this thing where they talk about mansion or something weekly where they talk about people in these great houses. And I was reading a, some story like a month or two ago, and it was about some guy that's bought this house for 25 million and then put 15 million to redecorate. And this is in LA. And I was like, wow, I wonder who this guy is. I, and he could see he looked very young in a very young family. And I looked him up and he was a personal injury attorney. So these are real jobs where, and again, it's not all about the money. These people seem happy. It's like they're, they vibrant and alive and they work out. And it's just, it's different from what you typically see of attorneys in large law firms. So I'm letting, I hope you are getting what I'm saying here, that there's a lot of different options out there. I don't think any one of these people would have become partners in large law firms. The guy from Harvard, maybe. The one that was, another one did become partners, but a, a lot of them wouldn't. And I don't think any of these people would have been successful had they gone to work inside of large companies. I don't think any of them will be where they were today, as successful, as happy, as well-balanced, if they had not started working for individuals and not companies. Now, I'm not saying that because no one is happy in large law firms. I'm saying that because maybe they didn't necessarily have uh, the personalities for it, and certain people do. But you have to look at the way that works. So this is a story about the partner. And when I looked him up, or the person with the personal injury law firm in LA, when I looked him up, I thought he was a CEO of a tech firm. And instead, he, I was taken to a, a personal injury website that he had. And, and it was like the personal injury law firm sites are all the same. I got so-and-so 30 million. I got so-and-so 10 million. And, and they're all fairly poorly designed. There's a picture of the personal injury attorney, maybe a few others working for them on the site. And, and this is just how it works. It's, this family got this and this family got this. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, 
which only lists jobs that companies pay to post. We include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. I remember when I was 32 years old, I purchased a home. Not proud of it, but I was doing well at the time. Backed, that backed up to a, a large, ornate mansion with a giant sculpture that was commissioned in front of it. I didn't even know what the sculpture was. It was just this house with this giant sculpture that was made of like brass and, and not brass, chrome. And anyway, so this, and so there were all these expensive cars going in and out of it. And now there were workers on, at the house daily. Like I could hear them every day. And a few months later, after I moved in, Moved in one of the families in my more modest part of the neighborhood, invited me over for dinner and the neighbor behind me was there and he didn't seem much older than 40 and he was retired. And he talked about how he went and exercised every day. And I asked him what he did. He told me that he'd started a firm out of law school, specializing in motorcycle accidents. Then he said something like every Kawasaki Ninja, which is a motorcycle made between 1985 in 1993, been totaled, and he was, and he had, he was very enthusiastic about what he did. But I've been a legal recruiter well past the age of 40, and obviously I, I picked the wrong profession. And so I think of a lot of my peers working at large law firms because almost all of them are still working, and the ones that aren't, a lot of them have died of cancer, heart attacks, and other things that I would say are properly contributed to by spending long times at the desk, not having time to exercise, to being under a lot of constant stress, being, uh, I don't know, lots and lots of hours and not having good family relationships because they're not home enough, all sorts of things. I knew two people that I used to practice law with, and I'm not going to say the firm, but at a large law firm, two of them I know were in prison. These are people, one for running a scam where he embezzled over $50 million after he left the practice of law because he thought he'd found a way to make a lot of money. And another for killing his wife by pushing her off a cruise ship at a balcony for money. This is desperation. These are people that were practicing law and were desperation. And when you lose your job in a large law firm and you can't learn a living in another big firm because you don't have any business, what are you going to do? These are some realities of working in a large law firm. Again, for the longest time, my law firm recruiting business has chased or work attorneys trying to sell their services to the large law firms also chase the law firms uh, for that. So you want to be a good service provider. Uh, you want to make the firms happy and a lot more. And this is how the business works. This is how most, almost all legal recruiters, with the exceptions of people that do contract placements and staffing and stuff, staff attorneys uh, do. But this is just what the business is. And it's tough. You need to be at the right place at the right time. You practice areas in large law firms, go through very ups and down cycles. So what happens is, excuse me, large law firms will lay people off when they contract. So the corporate will slow down. So they'll lay a bunch of people off. And then they have all sorts of rules that they follow to take people out of consideration, whether or not they're working or not, uh, such as their law school grades, their seniority level, whether or not they have too much experience, the number of firms that they've worked for, and many other things that they use to, to take people out of consideration. And even if attorney meets the qualifications to get into one of these firms, staying in them for a long period of time isn't easy, which I don't think people realize when they get into these firms, excuse me, that their time in the firm is going to be potentially short-lived 
They believe that they will continue to advance and make partner. And, and that's what they believe. But when you leave a large law firm, you can typically, you can go in house, you can go to a smaller law firm or do something else, but you certainly, and I, this is what I think that's important to understand. Large companies do not hire people with their own law firms, starting their own small law firms. They just don't. You would have, you need the support of a large law firm. Large companies want the brand of a large law firm. They don't believe it makes them look good when they represent individuals. They don't want individuals representing them and representing large companies is a real business. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's just how it works. And there's nothing wrong with any of this. I'm not criticizing large law firms. It's just how they work. And it's really no different than if you were being critical of a professional tennis player at the prime of their career, because they only want to play in important tournaments. It's just how it is. And law firms are a path, but I want everyone to understand, and it's very important to understand is that they're really not the only path because almost every tennis player out there, meaning one in 10,000 or 100,000 is never going to make it to Wimbledon. It doesn't mean that the attorneys that don't make it to Wimbledon are any less deserving of the right to play tennis or the right to make money playing tennis or to feel good about themselves. So th these are just things to understand. Like you do not have to work at a large law firm to have uh, happiness practicing law. It's just not how it works. So there's different types of attorneys that I work with. And I certainly work with large attorneys and large law firms. I'm an expert in it because I've been doing it for decades and I continue to get better and better at it. But recently I've started working with attorneys, a lot of them that do company or individual facing work, which is insurance defense, which is insurance defense is more like working in a law firm, but you typically are representing individuals, family law, personal injury, trust in estates, immigration and other practice areas where an attorney typically will represent an individual. And literally what happens is the recruiters in my firm, no different than any other law firm, recruiting firm, are not interested in representing these types of attorneys because it's not part of the typical business model that people have been trained in for generations of recruiters. And so I still have our recruiters work with the, the best attorneys. It's still happening, but I work with the people that, that other recruiters won't work with and, and in practice areas, recruiters work with. And I remember when I first started recruiting, I had a coach that told me uh, that if I start working the leads that come in, everyone will quit. So you need to give away the leads to your recruiters to keep them. And because of that, I've rarely, I don't work as much with the high quality candidates. I still keep my foot in the water, but not as much as I had in the past. So I want to talk a little bit about consumer facing law versus corporate versus not corporate law, but uh, company facing practice areas. And so when I first started working with attorneys in consumer facing practice areas, I saw that a lot of them were actually very marketable. This 95 to 98% that traditionally as other recruiting firms were ignoring, were teaching me a lot of lessons about what worked in legal placement recruiting and what did it. And there's actually a lot of demand for these attorneys in these fake practice areas. And as a matter of fact, there's a very hungry market of law firms for these types of attorneys. There's demand in both large and small markets. And you can get a job if you are one of these practice areas in pretty much anywhere you are in the country. You can get a job through a recruiter instead of working a large markets with a ton of competition for these law firm serving companies. You can work anywhere from the largest to the smallest markets. Another thing that's interesting is when you're trying to work in large law firms, there's a, just a ton of competition. There's so many people for 
anytime there's an opening in a major law firm in a big city, like everyone's applying, that it's just crazy. But if you're serving individuals and understand how to attract these individuals, which are the ways that everyone knows, which are billboards, online advertisements, social media, radio and TV. But if you're good enough at advertising, you can generate tons of clients without too much difficulty. It becomes very easy. And when you work in practice areas representing individuals, you're really learning a business. You can start at any time. Anybody can take out a billboard. Anybody can learn social media marketing. Anybody can do all these things that doesn't don't work if you're trying to place people, if trying to get a job in a large law firm and get clients. And these consumer-facing practice areas, you can work in a large market, a medium market, or a smaller market if you need a job and want to work for someone. So what I'm saying is, if you want to work in major law firms, most of the time, uh, you need to be in a major city. And if you're in a major city, um, not all these jobs are remote. Most of them are. That means you need to start commuting. Uh, you need to work in a, you take long commutes. I went from one part of LA to another yesterday. It took me two hours to go 12 miles. It's not fun working in a large city many times. So there's just not a lot of barrier for entry to law for attorneys and market serving individuals. You can get a job in pretty much any size market. You can start a business in any size market and do very well. And again, some of the best attorneys in the consumer facing practices I know of barely graduated from law school and only passed the bar after multiple attempts, meaning some people may take the bar five, six times in California. I mean, it's a hard exam and they don't study enough, but you can be an attorney in these practice areas, whether or not you have world-class credentials, it's just possible. It's not you, and you can do very well. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. But the law firms that work for companies are just different. You're making, you're learning a trade and you actually can become a very good attorney working at large law firms because you're, you're learning a, a style of practice with a level of detail that you wouldn't necessarily learn in a consumer facing practice areas. But what these law firms don't do, which is unfortunate, they teach you to work for others, but they don't teach you how to start a business. And so a business that you can keep your whole career you can do forever and you have that skill is far different than something that's going to last five or six years. And then you're going to have to go and work with companies or do something, work in house or do something where you're going to struggle to stay employed. What do I say when I say struggle to get employed? I just want to go off track here a little bit. And the resume is people that go in house. Typically someone will work in a big city and then they'll go in house as their next job because that's the ultimate of what people want. But then when they go in house, what happens is a lot of times is their resumes start looking like after several years, they've been at five or six in-house jobs because every time you go in-house, if the CEO changes, they typically change their legal department. The general counsel changes, they change their legal department. If the, there's a slowdown in the, the firm where their stock price is down, they eliminate cost centers. It's just 
It's very difficult. But if you become one of these consumer-facing practice areas, you always have an employer, which are people. They can always keep you busy. And again, when you're trying to stay in large law firms, they, there's barrier after barrier to staying there. It's very difficult. Some of these large law firms will have hundreds of applications for each job. And they're up or out, meaning you can stay there, but if you're not bringing in business or we don't have a lot of work, you're gone. And, and again, you have to work in large cities. And if you can't work in a large city, most of the time, you can't work for them. Now, there are large law firms in smaller markets. It's not always the case. There's even some large law firms in Santa Fe, New Mexico. But for the most part, they're in large cities. And, and once you leave one of these large law firms, you're just not going to have the same skills that you can market and generate your, have your own business than if you're in a consumer-facing practice area. Your options, you just don't have as many options. You can work in-house. You can try to find someone to employ you, even though you may not have any business. And it's very difficult. I just, I work with lots and lots of attorneys. And what I see repeatedly is if you get senior in a law firm and you don't have any business, it becomes very difficult. And anybody that hires you is doing you a favor, meaning you're not, you're on a short leash. You're probably not going to stay a long time there. And it's just, and you have to be very get along with people very well and very thankful for the work and all these sorts of things. Your self-confidence suffers. You're worried about staying employed. All sorts of things happen. And so here's some of the challenges and, and opportunities. I Again, I see attorneys working in large law firms as associates and then asked to leave or leave before they are told to lose their jobs. And again, when people go in-house, they're often there for a few years. And most people do not last in these in-house jobs more than a few years. There's so many reasons that I talked about earlier, but once you get out of a law firm, what the uh, in-house company is interested in is you're interested in your fresh legal skills, meaning you're, you've been practicing in a practice area, you have immediately transferable skills. And as you become more senior in an in-house position, what happens to all in-house attorneys, not all, but most, is that they start becoming experts in referring work out than doing the actual work, at which point then the law firm, the company will try to often replace them with someone. And say, when they get in-house, they realize they can lose their firm of post-governmental attitude of billing a lot of hours. And again, a lot of attorneys succeed in-house. And when I say they succeed, like you can, if you go in-house and you get in the right company and you do a good enough job, there are in-house attorneys making tens of millions of dollars per year that retire with a hundred plus million dollars. So there, there are a lot of good options going in-house. Even I would submit to you better than law firms if you get lucky. But again, a lot of attorneys that leave law firms as well, will go large law firms or go to small law firms. And then many times they will stay there. Even if they can handle the drop in the prestige and the income, they will stay at these law firms and do well. And so that's something that happens. But a lot don't even try. A lot just leave the practice of law. I see this all the time. Like people, when they realize they're not going to be able to stay in another large law firm, rather than moving to a smaller law firm, which is an issue in itself because smaller law firms don't want to hire people that think they're better than everyone. So that's, but even if a lot of times they won't take those jobs because they are afraid how it's going to look to their peers in the large law firm. So a lot of times they'll do things like they'll try to start businesses that have nothing to do with any of their experience at a large law firm, anything that they have any interest in. They just think it's a good idea when they start these businesses. And I'm just telling you because I see this on the resumes, I see this talking to people, 
And what happens to a lot of these attorneys when they get married at a young age, they are very enthusiastic. They look like they're breadwinners. They start raising a family. And I'm talking about males for the most part. And they tend to get very stressed out as time goes by. They may, when their large law firm decisions end, it can be very traumatic when you have mortgages and kids and a lot of divorces happen. And then again, they are faced with a tremendous amount of regret and anger, realizing that all this time they put into their career isn't, hasn't gone anywhere. And what do they do? And a lot of them, while they're in law firms or when they lose their jobs and they have to do something else, they start drinking heavily. Some get into other things that aren't healthy. Some become very angry. Some, this it's just not good. So they often have a difficult time with mortgages and they look destined to great careers and suddenly they just don't have this. And then I don't know what happened, but there's so many divorces. It's just, it's almost like a broken record. Like it just plays itself over and over again. And I don't know why it happens. Maybe they push their spouse away. I don't know. But I think when these divorces all, almost always start is when these attorneys realize that their next job is, is also going to be problematical. And, and so this is just what happens. And I only bring this up. I wouldn't, I don't like saying this and these things, but I only bring this up because it's just a pattern that I see over and over again. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.